yo what's going on guys how are you guys doing i hope your week has been good i hope your day has been good welcome back to this podcast i'm really really excited to have you guys here again and if you're new here i'm the host of this podcast my name is christopher and this is the millionaire podcast and if you're wondering what we're doing today today we're kicking off our millionaire creative series and this is the series i've tried to you know get together to invite different creatives to come and share that journey with each and every one of us and are going to also be answering some questions that relate to their whole journey so please guys sit back relax grab popcorn grab a drink sit down in a very calm environment so that you can enjoy this episode and guys i hope this episode has a lot of value to you all and let's jump right into today's episode Hey, what's good, guys? How you guys doing? Welcome back to another episode of this podcast. First off, I want to say a very big thank you to everyone that listened to the previous episode, that shared it, that sent in their reviews or feedback. I'm very grateful to everyone. And um, today's episode is going to be the first episode of the Millennial Creative Series. But on this episode, I have a guest with me. He's a videographer and filmmaker, and we're also classmates in school. So I invited him here to come and share his journey with you guys and to come and help you guys know what he does and to also answer some more questions that relate to the creative spaces in. So, um, Diro, can you introduce yourself? Oh, what's up, guys? My name is um, Major Bigroti and I go by Shadow Artists on social media. That's my business name. So I'm a filmmaker and sometimes photographer and I've been doing this for not so long. I think just close to yeah, you know, just here. I started. Yeah, that's basically longer shots of what I'm doing. And I'm based in Nigeria, learning. Okay, that's that's nice. Um, first of all, like I wanted to ask because I've seen some people say that they are videographers. I've seen some people say that they are filmmakers. But I'm sure some people in, in the audience might not even know the difference between a videographer and a filmmaker. So can you like help us first of all understand exactly what you do as a filmmaker and help us know what are the differences like between a filmmaker and a videographer? Okay, so um, a filmmaker. Videographer, they are two, they are two different things. Yeah, videographer basically in simple terms is just someone who is well versed in taking videos, in making um, interesting images, and in filming different things. That's yeah. what a videographer or a cinematographer is. And even at that, cinematographer and videographer are not exactly the same. Cinematographer is a more, I'll say, I'll, I'll, I'll say more professional than a videographer. But in terms of videographer and the filmmaker, a filmmaker is in involved, involved in every aspect of creating a piece of video or a piece of a movie or an advertisement. So they can be involved in the scripting, they can be involved in the lighting, they can be involved in the business part of it, of the whole creative process of creating a movie of creating a video of creating an advertisement. While a videographer is the person who is the one who is going to film and shoot the video itself. A filmmaker can be a videographer, yes, but being a filmmaker it has, needs a more verse, well-versed um, set of skills than being just a videographer. So that's basically what the difference is. So for me, um, I'm a filmmaker, not just a videographer, because I do 
the whole creative process and everything in my capacity. So yeah, that's just my opinion. So. No, that's nice. That's actually nice because at first I used to think that they're all the same. I actually, I actually never knew the difference because I've seen people say, "Oh, they're cin- they cinematographers." I've seen people say they're videographers. I've seen people say they're filmmakers. Yeah. So like, I used to wonder what the difference was. So um, let's go into your journey now. Like, why filmmaking? Why not videography? Why not being a photographer? Why filmmaking exactly? Uh, so I've been, I basically been toying with the idea of doing filmmaking. I've been a filmmaker for a long time. So ever since um, sure, when I was 10 or 11, I just yeah. like um, recording everything that happens, whether yeah. it makes sense or not. At that point, yeah, it's, um, it wasn't really what life is now, a well thought out thing that I was doing. Like some people now, yeah. if you ask them, they'll say they've been interested in like creating something like skits, yeah, from when they're yeah. young. So that's, that's not what I would want to do. So I just wanted to record things and just have like a whole archive of memories at that point in time, because that was, that was one of my main um, motivations for creating videos or creating films to keep the memory of that particular point in my life. Because one oh. of my <laughs> greatest fears is forgetting pivotal parts of my whole life, my whole journey and everything. So yeah, so since I was younger, I've been interested in doing that and I've been doing that. But um, it became a more concrete motivation or more concrete item things to do at about yeah. 20, 17, 
Yeah. So yeah. that was the first part of it. Then before um, I got the camera, I started. I tried using my phone. I had a success at that time. So yeah. I started using it, and then I realized that the uh, quality was not up to what I was seeing because yeah. uh, I was like for success. Yeah. So because of that, I now started. I'm going into searching about cameras and everything. So if I could get the first camera that I bought, I have saved for like 22, 20, 22, close to two years to save wow. for that camera because I wanted to get one that I won't have to upgrade a few years yeah. time. So I wanted to have one that was not so expensive but um, still good enough to last me for many years until I started like working and getting my own money. So at that point in time, I had um, small business that I was doing by the phone. I was just selling things and got a small thing. But yeah. like, the profit was enough to save up to get the camera that I had. Now, to yeah. start using the camera, before I actually got the camera, like a few months leading to that, yeah. I, I can remember very well, I started watching a lot of video tutorials on how to use DSLRs and mirrorless cameras, learning about this and that and aperture. F-stop, lenses, um, camera bodies, and lights and everything. So I just spent years just watching videos and getting general ideas before I finally got to my camera. But the main, the main, the main part of learning is going to be actually creating something that you want to make, and that's yeah. when you know or you realize like when to do something when not something, when to apply what to learn and all that. Because even after like watching the tutorial, by the time I finally got the camera, it was yeah. a lot of information that I knew but I knew not apply. So it was creating, going now, creating stuff that okay, I said okay at this point in time, I shouldn't do this at this point in time, I shouldn't do that. And that kind of thing. Up to today, up to now. So it's uh that big whole process. I still watch a lot of video tutorials because some things I know understanding I'm just better now. So I'm getting a better um, idea of what things are supposed to be. So yeah, that's been the general uh, process so far. So that means basically what I'm trying to say now is that um like the best way to actually get good at this kind of skill or probably any skill at all is not just about getting a lot of knowledge but actually putting in practice into it. Because that's the only way you can actually really know if you actually fully understand the knowledge that you've got yes. in those areas. And making, making mistakes and doing the wrong thing so you know what's supposed to be the right thing. Yeah. yeah. So you said that during this process that you were watching a lot of people online yeah. or watching a lot of videos online. So like, are there any, are there any filmmakers that you were really um, looking up to online? Are there people that you used to go to every time on social media or on YouTube that you used to watch? Like some filmmakers that were really making some nice films. Are there some kind of people like that that you're looking up to yeah. here in this country. Well, um, I won't say here in Nigeria, no, yeah. but most of the, not most all of them that I uh, was watching that inspired me to start what I was doing, they're all based outside Nigeria. So, um, okay, so I, I don't think I mentioned this. I do uh, basically two types of filmmaking. I do yeah. normal, not normal, but normal um, video creating a natural film type of. Um, filmmaking and I was doing like a vlog no really vlog it's more the traditional films that you watch on screen that kind okay of thing. 
get and then i also do creative filmmaking so a lot of um visual effects so yeah that's the second okay. aspect of filmmaking so for the normal um like youtube type of filmmaking they are just they're like free at that time that we watched now they decreased there was um, Matt Diavala he's a documentary filmmaker um yeah. there was Nathaniel Drew he makes um videos about like productivity and metaphysics but he's a filmmaker as well and the kind of the way he lays out his videos is like exactly is what I use like as a footprint for the way I create my own videos to kind of images and others and then there was Joshua from Make Art Now which is the guy that she watched his video um, okay yeah. yeah okay i like the way she implements um visual effects with creative um, films with creative storytelling and all that yeah so that was, those are like my three main inspirations for the normal filmmaking and for yeah. um visual effects creative filmmaking those um, those ones are mostly on the instagram short video type not full length Okay。Okay。Okay。Okay。Okay。Okay。Okay。Okay。Okay。Okay。Okay。Okay。Okay。Okay。Okay。Okay。Okay。Okay。Okay。Okay。Okay。Okay。Okay。Okay。Okay。
in terms of the actual normal um, filmmaking videos I make that first out of ideas, general ideas. So I have a general idea that I want to talk about. So um, I talk I talk a lot about um, productivity and um, financial stuff. That was like the two things I'm really interested in. So I try to when I read it or when I watch um, a video about those particular topics, I pick up an idea and then I write I write down the idea. So I have like a whole list of ideas that I keep them. Yeah. I just think about a whole video to make about that idea. So that's how the whole process works. Yeah. So I like, um. I'd like to know because, uh, like I said before, that a lot of filmmakers, they work alone. Yeah. So they don't really have um, a team of actors or something that they work with. So they literally do all their videos alone. All the scenes acted by them. So like, I've always been wondering, how how did they kind of record those kind of things? And how are they able to edit those kind of videos? Like, how is the editing process and the shooting process of those kind of, those kind of videos? I think I've, I've seen you even make a film like that. I've watched a film that you did like that before. Which is just you. So I've always been wondering, how it's been done. Yeah, um, it's, uh, it, it looks a lot easier than it is from the outside. Like, so I just created a, a short film um, sometime last year, and yeah. that was dir- directed by um, a friend of mine. So com- coming up with um, the plan of how to shoot it and everything, it was, it seemed like a very straightforward thing, but let's say in terms of shooting and filming yourself it is not so easy especially when you're the only one because in terms of um, setting focus or the lens you have to do it a a number of times to ensure that you're in this correct place and in terms of composition making sure that everything that you want to be in the frame is in the frame and in the correct place it's quite a lot of going back and forth, going back and forth. If you're in a team, there's someone that telling you to like, okay, move right, to put your head up and do all these kind of things. But if it's only you, it's quite a lot of going back and forth, which is actually tiring. And uh, it takes most of the time in creating stuff like that. And to me, it's the least, least fun thing to do. So to, in terms of editing, um, I always ensure that I have a script that I follow. So after having the whole script down, so having the script, having what the person is going to say, having what's going to come next. While editing, I just try to put everything like that. And during editing, it requires a lot of watching back. So you can watch the same video close to 30 times over and over and over again. And everything must be not only in sync, they should also flow well because it's easy to just um, just watch what you created by yourself and because you understand what the whole thing is about it makes sense to you but if somebody is watching it somebody else is watching it it might not make sense to them so something little as okay um there's a scene where i say for example when i say i went to pick up and pick up a book from a shelf. Just yeah. taking the extra efforts to just maybe for like three seconds show an actual shot of a bookshelf will help yeah. the person watching just tie everything together in their head. So instead of uh, me, and also editing has to do with removing a lot of things. So instead of me um, 
saying, okay, this scene is me going for my bed to pick up a book to go and read on my, de- on my desk. Instead of me showing, okay, I stand up, I go to the bookshelf and I walk back to my desk. I can just use that to have my bed. They show, next thing, you show um, a bookshelf and next thing you show me on my desk. Just showing those three things and um, maybe accompanied with a voiceover or something can help the audience or the person that's watching understand the whole idea I'm trying to convey without having too many shots that are repetitive and do not add to the story. So that's exactly how I go about editing. And the more you edit, the easier, yeah, not, not really easier, but the better. The way it gets used to the whole process. Yes, yes. So like, I wanted to know, you said, you said you've always been interested in filmmaking ever since you were small, around 10 or 12. So like, yeah. I wanted to know, like, um, as you've grown now into becoming a professional filmmaker, do your parents know about it? And if they know about it, how did they take it? Like, are they cool? Are they supportive about it? But that's one challenge that most yeah. creatives always face. So. Yeah. Yes, they, they know about it. And they've seen, well, it's not, it's not um, easy for them not to know about it. So I'm at home. So yeah. they see me film and sometimes I tell them I'm going out for a shoot and all those kind of things. So they've been, they've been, um, they've supportive about it and just trying to encourage me to um, ensure and I'm just, I'm learning. I'm learning yeah. as um, I'm doing stock because, well, for one, they did not buy uh, the camera I'm using that I bought by myself. So like yeah. also give me advice on like, okay, um, these are, you should prize for some things and um, ensuring that you don't always do free work and then you're not eating and that kind of thing. So yeah, they've been yeah. supportive. So yeah. now then talking about free work until that means you kind of got into kind of professional jobs. Um I've gotten some 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 sounds plenty. Um a few. Just like I'm sure it's not even up to five right now. Yeah. Uh, because so how um, are you okay. Yeah I'm I'm because you. of because of the whole um pandemic pandemic stuff. So I couldn't um I couldn't book a lot of people. Because if I was in school, I would I'd be able to get more people to work with and all that. But yeah, yeah, not so many at this point. So since you since you got to professional job, like how do you now get your first client? Was it through networking or the person came to approach you? Because that's one thing um, I most people to know how to do. Know. Um, but for that one, it is going to be a mix of networking and advertisement. So advertisement in terms of I was creating a lot of um content for my instagram instagram yeah. page and then using the necessary hashtags and um reaching new audiences and all that and yeah. getting people DMing so okay um can you do this can you do that can you do this kind of thing i like the way you made this video do you have an idea how i can do make this i can make this for me and all those kind of things and also um the people that you already know, if they I need for a particular work, they will tell their friends that okay, I know um this is my, my guy that, that can do this thing for you. And you should yeah. hit him up, let him let him know that you are in need for someone. So we have a mix of networking and advertisement. Yeah, okay. So um what are not like apart from can you talk about one of the challenges that you're facing is the fact that you are working alone and you have to now be 
having multiple shots of first class scenes. So apart from that particular challenge, are there other challenges that you faced in your whole journey yeah. in filmmaking? Yeah, the the main the main the main not the main one of the challenges is um number one, power. Yeah. Yeah. Power, especially where we live. It's um the the work I do requires at least maybe like three to four hours a day sitting down editing or even yeah. sitting down writing because I have to script all my videos. So yeah. I need that constant stretch of power to do my yeah. work. So like if that isn't there, like it just messes up the whole my whole productivity. Because yeah. I also I also I'm a social engineer as well. So I need power too. So yeah, dividing the day to do two of them with the kind of yeah. power supply is a very challenging something. So it's power. Then um, I think another main one for me, at least for now, is community. So yeah. for example, if I was based in a different country, like America or so, that literally there are many people that do these kind of things. And maybe just from one Instagram DM, like you guys can just go out and just make something like that. Yeah. That kind of thing. I, I don't know anybody here where I live in London. So like, because I know, yeah. for example, now the films that I was making now, if we had had guys that were here too, that are all interested and enthusiastic about creating movies and those kind of things, all, all of us can just come together and just find time and then do this, um, make the video ourselves, and it will make the process a whole lot faster and a whole lot more fun. So that's um, community is also a big challenge for me. So community and power right now, that's, that's like two main things. And also, yeah, that, the, whole, okay. and also the whole um, filmmaking industry in Nigeria is not accommodating. Yes. Uh, that means that means not being supported or something. Yes, it's not, it's not accommodating at all. I'm even going to that, going to that. So what do you not think um, will now be the future of creative filmmaking in Nigeria? Because it looks like I know a lot of people are even in that industry right now. Seems yeah. kind of difficult to even find people to look up from here. But from Taiwan, I know some other people. Uh, well, I'll say for one, at least, uh, the fact that I even, I can even mention up to at least seven people that do yeah. this kind of thing here. Is yeah. is encouraging a bit. It shows that there are yeah. people who are, are actually interested in doing it. Yeah. I, I think the, the main the main the main thing is going to be um audience because audience determines a lot of things. If nobody yeah. is watching your stuff, nobody's paying for your stuff, then you can't support yourself and do this like properly and well and do a lot of stuff. So uh, the whole audience of Nigeria as a whole needs to be sensitized towards this kind of um, new form of content creation. Because yeah. the, uh, let's take the you, you, YouTube space in Nigeria, for example. Uh, I, I believe everybody's just used to um, all this. What do they do on YouTube in Nigeria? Vlog, uh, makeup, uh, vlog makeup kind of story hours, all these um tag tag this tag that type of videos so yes. someone someone that creates like a whole full-fledged film for youtube yeah. and doesn't have viewers in nigeria that are going to watch and then give them revenue 
to then support yeah. and then make more stuff. It's going to be hard to do that kind of thing. Or even in, for example, like visual effects and all that, we require yeah. um, most of the time visual effects are done for like advertisements and all that. If companies here are not interested in putting in money because it's a lot of work and a lot of time to do that kind of thing. If they're not willing to put in money and support people who are going to do um, this kind of work, then it's going to be hard to make a living out of it and to just be like a hobby for most people. Because, for example, now recently um, the cash boring lady that I spoke, I told you about, she yeah. had a partnership with Microsoft. She oh. and a few other VFS artists. They they called them to create a video for for Microsoft um, Office Surface Pro for the laptop. Yeah. And then yeah. all of them were inside. They were tagged in the video. And obviously they got paid for it. So yeah. that kind of thing is just, it supports the whole community as a whole. Cause okay, there are people that their efforts are being valued and everything. So yeah, that's something that, that should be really worked on here. We need to have people, the audience, oh, yes. that are willing to put in money to support people that are creating this kind of content because I, I'm very sure just with the few people that I've seen I'm very sure there are many other people who would like to be involved in it and it's a very fun thing to be to be in yeah that's true and that's that, that's very very true I think audience is a very big factor because if they don't audience they don't want that going to be pushing it to other people yeah and, and nobody's going to get paid know, yes nobody's going to get paid so yeah. Now, knowing that there are a lot of people that might want to enter into this kind of space, what kind of advice would you give someone that wants to enter, someone that's already there but is trying to grow? What kind of advice would you give to them? Um, let's take entry. If you want to enter, I'll say start, enter, start creating what you want to create and yeah. find find ways to meet, meet not physically, not physically, meet people who are already doing the stuff they're trying to do in yeah. the country. Because it's easier yeah. to like if someone should come reach out to me that oh, he's, he's um this person is he's also doing visual effects. Like for example, now the Gary lady that I spoke to about, she yeah. she met me off Instagram. So for anything, she has yeah. she actually has more Instagram followers than I do. I think she had like two thousand five hundred at that time. And yes. I had like I think it was sixty or so. But she had seen one of my friends had posted me on their story. And she was following the person, so she had seen some of the stuff I was making. And then she just DM me, and we started talking, and we've been talking since then. Right now, we're very good friends, and we talk about like the kind of videos that we can make. We follow the same people, and yeah, so that's that's something. So follow, talk to the people that you want to, like that you that you admire, and just start creating your stuff. And if you're working, if you're doing your stuff on IG, um, use the necessary tags so that people can get found because right now i'm currently working on i'm currently working on a community of like visual effects artists in nigeria yeah, yeah so i'm creating a page for them to put in their stuff and others yeah so yeah. that is yeah. my advice for anybody that's going to school them i just keep on learning and have fun with it yeah yeah so basically, if you're listening to me right now, what he tried to say is that first of all, you have to learn. Secondly, you have to start putting in practice and making sure you're practicing and getting better. Then second, and thirdly, you have to now showcase your work to social media because that's the only way people can actually see that you're good at what you do. 
and that's the only way that people can also approach you and like you say you have to use necessary hashtags and know how to promote yourself very well on different or various social media platforms and first of all a very big thank you to Duro for um accepting this invite to come and share his journey and I hope that everyone that listened to me has gained some kind of value from everything we talked about today and also every single details or every single Instagram handle or or um YouTube page that he has talked about to be linked in the description I'll also link his own Instagram page to in the description in case of in case anyone wants to contact him and or want to work with him in any way or the other. So thank you, Duro, for joining us today. And I'm very, very thank grateful you for, for the time. Yeah, thank you. What would you say again? Some, some time. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs>